the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast but the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All-Hit Radio! Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. I was working in the lab late one night When my eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the mash He did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash He did the mash It caught on in a flash He did the mash He did the monster mash for my love notari in the castle east To the master bedroom where the vampires feast The ghouls all came from their humble abodes To catch a jolt from my electrode And welcome to the, the Halloween edition of the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your ghost guide and host as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon TV, and on shortwave. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free number is one 877 That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. Email exxon at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxoneradio.com. And to watch and listen to the Exxon live, www.exxonetv.com. What a show we have lined up for you tonight. In a few moments joining me will be Ashley, the witchcrafter of Niagara-on-the-Lake. Michelle Belanger will be joining us to talk about vampires. Richard P. Jackson will be here talking about exorcism and ridding oneself of demonic entities. Matt Cherry will be joining us to talk about whether Halloween is sacred or secular. 
Baby Fuffy will be joining us. Baby Fuffy shares her Halloween candy collecting experiences throughout the neighborhoods here in uh, Hamilton. Bob Fenster will be joining us to talk about It's Just Halloween, duh. Serona Knight, the true meaning of Halloween. And then, finally, Elizabeth Joyce, one of the world's most famous psychics, will be joining us to do psychic readings for one and all who give us a call at one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. Lady Ashley is my first guest tonight. I call her Lady Ashley. Everybody else just calls her Ashley, the witchcrafter. She is the White Witch of Niagara on the Lake, and I've had the pleasure of knowing Lady Ashley for a number of years. And Ashley, welcome to the Exxon on this very special Halloween edition. And Happy New Year to you. Ashley, what is the true meaning of Halloween? I mean, besides the times when you and I would go door-to-door in St. Catharines uh, begging for candy. <laughs> you know, but Ashley, Ashley and I would go, you know, trick-or-treating, and I'd go for candy. She'd go for a six-pack. You figure this one out. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, to us, um, or at least to witches, yes. uh, Halloween is uh, our New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. um, because the day following is our New Year's Day. Right. It's when uh, the veil between the two worlds, the worlds of the living and the worlds of those who have passed into the light, the veil is the, th- the thinnest. And very often, uh, p- the people who have passed... Uh, try to come and visit us on uh, on Halloween or New Year's Eve, and if we don't wear disguises, they might just take us over. So that's the that's the whole tradition about the disguises is that we don't so we don't get taken over to the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, no possessed. <laughs> you know what happens if you don't pay the exorcist, eh? That's right. Exactly. You get repossessed. Yeah. Uh, now, you are a white witch. Uh, what is the difference between a white witch, a yellow witch, and a pink witch, or a blue witch? Um, well, there's kind of no yellow, blue, and uh, witches. Oh. Um, white witch is, is really just a polite way of saying, or just a way of indicating that um, we don't practice uh, evil or black magic. Oh, I um, see. And... The only other color that can maybe be applied to a witch is a green witch, and she's a witch that does more herbs or or herbal spell crafting um, than anything else. All right, stand by, Ashley. You and I have to take a two-minute break. Ashley, the witchcrafter from Niagara-on-the-Lake, is our special guest. Her website is www.psican.org forward slash Ashley. one 877 is toll-free. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. 
Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Aerial Canada. So baby, just one kiss. She said, no, no, no. Romance ain't keeping me alive. I said, hey, babe, you want a coo-coo-coo? She said, ah, ah, ah. So I was left out in the cold. I said, you're what I've been dreaming of. She said, I don't want to know. Oh, you know, she was digging the cat out. Ashley, the witchcrafter of Niagara on the Lake, Ontario, was our first uh, guest tonight. Ashley is a very dear old friend of mine, and Halloween would not be the same without starting off the show without my friend Ashley. Ashley, it's always great talking to you. Uh, now, when you're walking around the streets of, uh, of haunted uh, um, Niagara on the Lake, do you see the spirits? Uh, do you intermingle with the spirits? Um, not so much. What I really do is I tend to feel them rather than see them or even talk to them. Um, and yeah, I do kind of see them around here, you know, particularly if you go to one of the more haunted sites here. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, really not just Niagara-on-the-Lake, but anywhere in the Niagara region. Um, and you can feel you know, the various spirits that are hanging around. Uh, but certainly when you go to the forts around here, you can um, definitely feel a lot of them. <laughs> now, I, I, Fort George is uh, one of the main uh, tourist attractions in Niagara. That is the uh, British stronghold from the War of 1812. And uh, Kyle Upton does a wonderful tour there called Ghost Tours of Niagara. Now, I know you've been on the tour uh, once or twice, uh, Ashley. And, uh, while you were on the tour, did you encounter anything that wasn't from this realm of reality? Yes, I would say so. Um, uh, one point on the tour, and we did this about 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, I saw a couple of, or, you know, seeing the way I see them, uh, it's sort of like I see them in my mind, uh, a couple of soldiers that were, um, smoking long clay pipes, Mm -hmm. and then when we went to the armory later, um, I could see and feel, you know, a sunny day, smell the hay, and they were unloading and loading, 
stuff for the armory, like, you know, cannons and cannonballs and muskets. And then we went to one of the houses, or what, uh, one of the officers' quarters later, and this was where a piano that uh, doesn't originally belong to Fort George, but it was brought in because it was uh, off the same period. Mm-hmm. And apparently a ghost, a lady ghost, has attached herself to it. And she plays the piano, and, and she's pretty spooky. And though I didn't see anything, I certainly felt, um, you know, that there was somebody looking at us, watching us, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. And, and Fort George can be pretty spooky in spots. What were you doing in Fort George at 3 o'clock in the morning? Well, I was involved in a ghost investigation mm-hmm. um, with the Ghost and Hauntings Research Society of Ontario. And, uh, and that was why it was so early in the morning. It I was see. like no tourists around. It was just ghost investigators. And they invited me along. Now... Couple of questions here. Why do why do witches that we see portrayed on television or in or in uh, classic books always have pointed hats? Because the pointed hat is known as the cone of power, and it's a lot like a uh, pyramid. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'd look really strange if you had a pyramid. Yeah. Plus, it's not as heavy as a pyramid is, I guess. And, and that's yeah. true too. Yeah, it's not quite as heavy. Mm-hmm. And um, but that's what it is. It's the cone of power, and it helps um, uh, you know focus the power uh, or the abilities of the witch. All right, and what is the significance of the broom? Like I, I've never seen a witch fly. You know, you, you fly on a broom. I've seen them on the cordless vacuum cleaner models, but never on a broom. And then you've seen them in my witch mobile. Yes. Car. Yes. <laughs> Um, the broom was to, and actually this is very similar to a feng shui uh, thing about New Year's, mm-hmm. and that is that um, you use the broom to sweep away the negativity and to bring in the positive, uh, to clean uh, to clean out, uh, you know, all the year's debris or or the last year's debris that sort of has gotten that is hung around your house and um, uh, and so the magic in that is that you invite in the positive for the new year so that the new year will be good and you sweep away all all the sort of negative or sad things that happened the previous year and that's why brooms are considered magical um the flying came from uh, ointments that a number of witches used, particularly during the witch hysteria in mm-hmm. medieval Europe. And they, uh, the ointments were often uh, psychedelic, and, uh, and so the witches thought that they were flying. And, of course, somebody at some point said, well, you have to be flying on something, so it must be your broom. Now, it seems that all witches always have cats in photographs. What is the significance of a cat in relationship to a witch? Now, I know that the Egyptians used to revere their cats. Their cats were very uh, sacred to them. Is there a connection there between that and 
the way the Egyptians uh, thought of their animals and cats, or is it just that witches just like kitty cats? Probably witches just like kitty cats, um, simply because cats are very aloof, and they sort of look at you uh, with the attitude of it, of, and you are who? Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know? like oh, well, um, I guess I'll let you pet me, or I'll, I'll let you feed me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and certainly uh, many witches are quite independent of mine. So are cats. So there is the, there is that affinity uh, between witches and cats. Um, certainly in medieval times, uh, they thought that cats were um, the devil's spawn and familiars for the witch to be able to talk to the devil. Um, of course, we don't believe in the devil, so we don't really know quite where someone got that idea. Um, but, the, you know, the, it, certainly cats do have a way about them that is very different from us. And witches, I guess, being considered different too, you know, there, there seems to have been that affinity. But when they had the Black Death in Europe, uh, cats were quite revered, as revered as in Egyptian times, mm-hmm. because they killed the rats that caused the plague. Something that a lot of our listeners may not know is that witches were the very first naturopaths. Yes, yeah. Um, we, we consider ourselves healers, not just for physical things, uh, you know, with the uses of aromatherapy, herbs, and stones, um, but we, we also help, or, or at least we try, to heal the spiritual and also the mind. Mm-hmm. And so we, we look at medicine in a holistic or a more, much more natural way and not particularly the Western way of where that Western medicine tends to treat symptoms, tends to be reactive rather than proactive. At least we think our medicine is proactive. <laughs> now, Ashley... Um when it comes to the cauldron, is the cauldron just the mixing pot? It's it, or is as it once again society said, all right, this is where they cook the little children who are bad and nasty. Um, no, everybody had cauldrons back then because that's what your cooking pot was, and and I mean, and it's just like the brooms is that you know somebody at some point decided, oh, mm-hmm. witches if they fly, they must be flying on their brooms. And if they have cauldrons, then they must be cooking up something weird right. in their cauldrons. But quite frankly, it was the standard cooking pot of the time. And um, and certainly, it's it, it it is a good uh, you know it's a good cooking pot, and it's also a good mixing pot. And and it just became one of the symbols of of witchcraft. But everybody had them. How about spells, uh, Ashley? The spells were. Uh, which is would turn people into frogs, for example, or oh, the spell of... Oh, I wish I could do that to some people. <laughs> hmm. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> it, again, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of myths, mm-hmm. and, and just like we have a lot of urban myths nowadays, and, you know, the, the, like in the 21st century, well, there were a lot of urban myths about witches, you know, back in medieval times. And, and quite frankly, no, it, it's not possible to 
turn people into frogs. Uh, you know, to be very honest, people are quite capable of doing that but all by themselves mm-hmm. without any kind of uh, witch, witch's help. Um, but what spells are is uh, where that you focus in on something that you want, say, for example, a money spell, and it's like, you know, you feel, okay, like I really need some more money. You Do know, you know, I still, I still have the cedar in my wallet that you gave me many years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's worked, hasn't it? Because it's better for you now, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah. So, and it does work. But spells are like, spells usually aren't like quick and instant. I mean, we'd all like to be like Samantha of Bewitched yeah. or um, uh, the, the, the witches that are portrayed in Charmed. But uh, spells aren't instant. They hey, Ashley, we've time. we've run out of time for this segment. What I'm doing for you is I'm playing Old Lang Syne because, after all, this is the Wiccan New Year. So from everyone here at the Exxon Radio Show, Talkstar Radio Network, and the Exxon Nation around the world, to you and the other witches and Wiccans out there, Happy New Year, Ashley, and I hope that we have the opportunity of having you back on the show in the near future. And thank you. Take care, my dear friend. Okay, love. Bye-bye now. Ashley, what a lady. Happy New Year to all our Wiccans and witches out there. We'll be back talking about vampires on the other side. Always wanted to play the good... Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween to all our listeners out there. I hope that everyone is having a safe Halloween. And joining me now is Michelle Belanger. And what Halloween special would be complete without Michelle talking to us about vampires? And Michelle, how are you, my dear friend? I am doing just fine. I'm out here in Studio City near Hollywood in California, gearing up for a big event called Hex. What's it about? (laughs) 
Um, it's really just a big old Halloween party. A friend of mine runs it and has me out uh, whenever I can make it out for Halloween as a guest. Tell me, are vampires real? Do they still walk the streets in dark alleys looking for luscious necks to bite into and to suck the blood out of people and put them into the afterlife? Well, if we're talking about Dracula or Lestat, no, but there are definitely people who identify as vampires. Some of them are psychic vampires. They don't suck blood. They suck people's energy, Mm -hmm. sometimes knowledgeably and sometimes completely without knowing it. Uh, and then there are lots of people in the vampire subculture, some will be at the event tonight, who just love the idea of dressing up and looking like a vampire, the whole sexual allure and the fascination with the archetype as it's been developed in movies and fiction for the past 200 years. No different than the people who like to get dressed up as cowboys and ride horses. Not really. Not yeah. any different. It's a lot like uh, some people like country-western music, yep. and they kind of romances, the cowboy idea, like, the, the music of the, the vampire subculture romances the vampire, and people sort of like to get their vampires. Now, the vampire culture, uh, do they uh, just uh, come out predominantly around Halloween, or is it an all-year event? It is all-year round. Uh, everybody hears about us in uh, you know, around Halloween because people are like, wow, where did you get those fangs? It's like, mm-hmm. well, my fangsmith made them. There's actually... You know, a, a call for people who will make acrylic fangs for some people, especially for the lifestylers, the people who just, they're, they're not vampires themselves, but they really like the vampire as something to identify with. What? So they, they go all out sometimes. Contact, fangs, uh, don't so much stalk up and down the streets in an opera cloak, mm-hmm. but they are pretty spiffy dressers. Black, black is the new black for them. What is the fascination with vampires that... that that mortals have had throughout eternity? Well, for the, the past 200 years, as, as vampires from folklore, because you got to understand, the vampire in folklore is actually kind of a, a boogeyman. I mean, he really represents humanity's fear of the dead, uh-huh. and especially that the dead will come back and take from the living what they no longer have, life. Uh, but mm, with Lord Byron and uh, a number of other writers in the early 1800s, vampires were transformed into these figures is kind of like the, the forbidden, the, the outsider, mm-hmm. uh, the exile, uh, someone who lies outside of the laws of God and nature, uh, <clears throat> someone who is eternally young, immortal, and is usually kind of the embodiment of sexual freedom, uh, forbidden sexuality, and all things, you know, sort of dark and forbidden to humanity. So it's a side of our psyche that we like to romance again and again. It's all of those wish fulfillment things that appeal to us that we know that we can't always really truly have and yet they still are full of dark allure so basically what the vampire cult is uh, is seen as as the other side to reality well it really is a it's popular to a lot of people because these are people who, day by day, mm-hmm. they live in dull, gray, cubicle existence. They live in a world with no possibilities, no magic. And so they've decided to gravitate to the figure of the vampire, much like some people gravitate to the figure of the witch, uh, and put the magic in their own lives. Interesting. How, what gravitated you towards uh, writing about vampires, Michelle? Well, I myself... Uh, am what is called a psychic vampire. Uh, it's a little bit different from somebody who likes to play dress-up. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I have vampiric qualities. Now, I'm only a vampire in as much as the word vampire is the only word we have in the English language for someone who needs to take human vital energy in order to maintain their own physical well-being. Uh, and this energy is, it, it flows between everybody. Everybody engages, engages in energy exchange. Whenever you talk with someone, uh, whenever a performer is up on stage, they're connecting to energy. And this is the sort of energy that you can feel if you've had two people in a room fighting and they've left the room, but you walk into that room and you can still feel the tension on the air, uh, heavy with the emotion of the fight. There's nothing in your five physical senses that could possibly be picking up on that. Uh, that subtle something that you're sensing, that lingering energy of the people and their arguments, that's the type of energy a psychic vampire feeds off of, directly from other people. Um, most psychic vampires are not aware of what they are, uh, and they are either the sort of people who will get you into direct confrontation, uh, they have a dominating sort of personality, they get right up into your face. Uh, we often encounter them in work situations. Yeah, that, that boss that just you are cowering in front of, even if you don't really want to be, who just drains you from the confrontation and push all your buttons and get a response from you. Um, Or the person who, instead of dominating you, actually is seeking your pity, seeking your your help, constantly always has something wrong, and is trying to draw you into their problems, draw you into feeling bad for them, helping them out, going out of your way, pouring everything into them to try to make their life better. Um, Nothing you seem to do. Are these the kind of are these the kind of people that you meet and you just feel so drained after a few minutes of talking to them? Yeah, um, and they're they're not aware of what they're doing uh, in the vampire community. Kind of uh, a small portion of it, I'd mm-hmm. say maybe thirty uh, percent, is made up of people like me who realize that we have vampiric tendencies, and we decided to learn how to control them, uh, how to choose when to take energy from others because it's not always a negative thing. You can take energy in a positive fashion. You can even use it to heal. Uh, Think about people who have way too much energy. They're bouncing around all over the place. They're too stressed. They can't sleep. To to have some of that vitality kind of skim the surface is actually helpful to them. Uh, And so we became aware of what we were doing and found a way to use our powers for good. Now, Michelle, uh, vampires, um, how, how do you see vampires playing a role in society in the future? Well, as far as the vampire as an archetype, as a myth in fiction and film, I think that that is going to be with us, and it's going to continue to be with us and change as society changes. Uh, it will grow to always reflect all those dark things that we kind of wish we were but know we can't be. As for people like myself, psychic vampires, I think there has been a growing change in our culture. We've become more aware of things like energy, mm-hmm. of the, the, the hidden forces that move between people, about uh, human psychic potential. Uh, and I think we end up having to call ourselves vampires because we don't necessarily understand that it's more of a very natural human thing to be able to connect to this energy, to be able to use it, manipulate it. Right. I think in the next 10, 20 years, we will find that we're not all that strange at all. We will find a lot more in common with one another. We'll find that everybody is having psychic experiences as the world moves toward an awakening. And I'd like to say a psychic awakening and hello to our new affiliate, CJ104 in Swan. 
I believe it's Swan Lake, Manitoba. Uh, they're just joining us tonight for the first time here on the Exxon and the Talkstar Radio Network. So to all the new listeners at CJ104, this is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And if you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free number is one 877 Now that's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at one 877 And speak to our very special guest this hour, the one and only Michelle Belanger. Besides being an expert on vampires, this lady has such a beautiful voice. In fact, we're going to be playing a couple of our clips from uh, her CD before the... Uh, before the next hour is up. So once again, to all our new listeners at CJ104, welcome to the Exxon Nation and to the Exxon Nation family. How is the music going, Michelle? Um, actually, it's going quite well. I did a signing at a bookstore out here in Holland called Pan Pipes, and I had some of the CDs along with me, and mm-hmm. people were absolutely thrilled with them. Uh, I always love playing the, the title track to the CD, Blood of Angels, because I wrote it to show off my vocal range. And it's hard for many people to believe that I have a four-octave vocal range, but it's one of the few things that I actually take a lot of pride in. Well, let's give them a little bit of a taste of Blood of Angels by Michelle Blanger. Listening to this, Michelle, and I, I can just imagine people dressed up in these capes with the hoods over their eyes, over their heads, holding candles in a circle, singing. How close am I to the to what you wanted to get to the audience? Pretty, pretty close. Uh, the theme of the album is based off of the Book of Enoch's story of the Nephilim, you know, the angels who came down mm-hmm. and married the daughters of men, and their giant progeny who became heroes, men of renown. And that particular song is, you know, them kind of coming over a battlefield and claiming their their half immortal birthright. One eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is toll free. And once again, I'd like to welcome all the listeners at CJ one hundred four in Swan River, Manitoba, to the X Zone Nation. And um, still to come on tonight's show, we have Baby Foofy. We have Psychic Greetings by Elizabeth Joyce. We're going to be talking to Bob Fenster about it's Halloween, duh. Uh, Serona Knight will be joining us uh, with more witchcraft. 
And then Matt Cherry is going to be joining me to talk about Halloween, whether it's sacred or secular. As a little girl, uh, Michelle, how did you celebrate Halloween? Uh, one of the first Halloween costumes I remember, I uh, dressed up unsurprisingly as a vampire. Uh, I always liked to go out trick-or-treating. I grew mm-hmm. up in a little Midwestern town that... Uh, celebrated our, our town mascot was a vulture of all things it's going to sound really strange but small midwestern towns end up with bizarre little things that they celebrate so i just you know go door to door bobbing for apples all the all the things that kind of make halloween a fun heartwarming sort of holiday i always love the dressing up part i i love costuming i loved planning out what my costume would be each year uh han solo one year because i'm a big star wars geek uh, and in later years, it's just, I, well, this year I'm dressing as the Marquis de Sade, only because I actually get a chance to dress up since I'm not technically doing business tonight. One of our, one of our listeners in Anchorage, Alaska, sent me an MSN messenger, and they'd like to know if vampires really drink blood. There are um, a small portion of people, I'd say maybe about 25% of the vampire community, are blood drinkers. They actually drink human blood. Uh, they do not steal it from people. They do not attack people to, to get it. They typically have individuals who are willing donors. Uh, we are not talking pints and pints of blood, more like a few drops up to maybe a tablespoon's worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, they feel that there is something inherent in the blood. Some of them feel that it is uh, the, the, the vitality, the same thing that a psychic vampire feeds off of without the medium of blood. But others feel that there's something physical in the blood that they need, maybe a hormone or a chemical that they lack. Uh, They maintain that their physical uh, health will decline if they do not have a small amount of blood on a semi-regular basis. Uh, They are fairly medically minded. They make sure that everybody gets all of their tests run. They make sure that everybody has papers proving they don't have blood-borne diseases, and they are very careful. Many of them will educate themselves on how to draw blood uh, safely. Uh, they will use everything from hypodermic needles to drawing blood out of a, a vein, although that's rare because you don't mess around with that unless you're actually trained, uh, up to small, shallow cuts with uh, like a razor or an exacto blade in safe areas to cut, uh, not wrists, not necks, not anywhere near uh, major arteries where you can really do harm. They're very, very concerned about harming the people that they feed from. Michelle, please stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be back after this commercial set. Michelle Blanger is our very special guest. She is one of the world's leading authorities on vampires. And if you'd like to find out more about Michelle, if you'd like to order her books, her website is www.michellebelanger.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-B-E-L-A-N-G-E-R.com. When I come back from the news at the top of the hour, I'll be speaking to Richard P. Jackson. We're going to be talking about exorcism and ridding the body of demonic entities. Michelle and I will be back on the other side of this break as the Exxon continues celebrating Halloween here on the Exxon, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon TV, and on shortwave from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Unless it's to get a chocolate bar or a pint of blood so you can sit back, sip one down, and enjoy the rest of the show. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. 
In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Michelle Belanger is our special guest. Uh, her website is www.michellebelanger.com. First of all, Michelle, thank you very much for joining us tonight on Halloween night. Um, do you have any new books in the offing? I've got two books that are out that came out maybe about a month or two ago. The first one, for the vampire topic, is Vampires in Their Own Words. Mm-hmm. It's an anthology that I edited. I got two dozen vampires who are in the modern vampire community psychic vampires, lifestylers, and blood drinkers to break the code of silence and tell their stories. You know, why they identify with the vampire, how it's important to them, what their practices are. So if you want a, an insider's eye view into this strange phenomenon, that would be the book to pick up. And it is Vampires in Their Own Words. From a more psychic perspective, because I'm also an energy worker, I have a book called The Psychic Energy Codex. And that one is for anybody who wants to learn how to hone their psychic abilities. It goes under the theory that uh, energy, particularly human energy, is kind of the, the unified field theory of psychic phenomenon. When you walk into a house that feels like it's haunted, if it's not a human spirit, it's likely to be an emotional residue. And that's the energy that people have left in the place, usually heightened by emotion. Somebody who is picking up... Uh, who uses psychometry to pick up impressions off of like rings and objects. That's energy too. The aura is energy. And so this book takes you from start to finish in learning how to hone those powers and learn how to work with your energy and become more involved in the energy of the world around you. As always, Michelle, a great pleasure having you on the show. Uh, I'm just trying, to, uh, just trying to keep track of how many books you've written so far. What is it, nine or ten? Um... I think officially there are about a dozen. I I write between three to five books a year. Uh, only usually two or three of those get published because they can't quite keep up with the, the pace, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two more that will be coming out relatively soon. One of them is on the Nephilim, uh, which you know is kind of a favorite topic of mine, the yes. Book of Enoch. It's, it's going to be a companion to the Book of Enoch to help people who are not familiar with um, its place in biblical history navigate that, uh, that myth and the origins of the myth of fallen angels. And then I've got a book that is 
Uh, on death and afterlife traditions kind of around the world, it's heavily influenced by the Tibetan Book of the Dead, and that will be out this time next year, and it will be called Walking the Twilight Path. Michelle, is there a, a, a high holiday for vampires? Uh, for example, Christianity has Christmas uh, and, and Easter. Uh, if we have a high holiday, it is Halloween, because it is the one day a year that even before anybody was aware of us, mm-hmm. even before we kind of came out of the coffin to talk about our experiences, we could dress up however we wanted, let it all hang out, and nobody would bat an eyelash. Is society accepting vampires now? Um, I think, for the most part, part of it is because society is kind of romanced by the idea of vampires. Uh, but I've seen in the past five years or so the community gain a lot more respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the very least, people are curious why other living human beings are running around calling themselves vampires. Certainly, I know as a psychic vampire, uh, a psychic who has vampiric tendencies to take the energy of others, I've found uh, a lot more uh, openness, awareness, and at least curiosity. People are willing to learn what's, what's going on and why... I think the word vampire is appropriate for the uh, particular abilities that I have. Michelle, again, thank you very much for spending your holiday with us here on the X-Zone. I hope you have a wonderful time at your party tonight. And uh, once again, look forward to the next time when you and I meet here in the X-Zone. All right. It's been wonderful. All right. Thanks to all the new Manitoba folks for joining us, and good night. Good night, Michelle. And uh, don't drink too much blood tonight, and if you do, don't drive. (laughs) one 877 is toll-free. I'll be back on the other side of the news with Richard Jackson talking about exorcism. Don't go away. Have you ever heard the expression? Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.